Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the new podcast, Fast, Feast, Repeat, Intermittent Fasting for Life. You might be hearing this as a bonus episode on the Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast feed because I wanted to give my current podcast listeners a taste of the new podcast. And before you get worried about it, Intermittent Fasting Stories aren't going anywhere. You'll still get episodes of that each week on the same days you're used to. If you like what you hear today, you'll want to go to your favorite podcast platform, find this new podcast by searching for Fast, Feast, Repeat, or you can search using my name, Jen Stevens, and subscribe to the new podcast so you get a new episode each Wednesday beginning July 5th, 2023. This is the one and only time you'll hear an episode of Fast, Feast, Repeat in the Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast feed. Or maybe you're a long-term listener to the Life Lessons podcast, and if so, Jen and I are excited to welcome you to our new adventure. While the topics of this new podcast will be centered around intermittent fasting, health, wellness, and nutrition, you'll get the same dynamic you enjoyed on the Life Lessons podcast. Jen and I hope you'll go to your favorite podcast app, find this new podcast by searching for Fast Feast Repeat, and subscribe. We won't be producing any more episodes of the Life Lessons podcast together, but we have so much to share with you on this new podcast. And if you're a new listener, welcome to this podcast. Welcome to Fast Feast Repeat, Intermittent Fasting for Life. I'm Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock, longtime intermittent faster and health and wellness advocate. Please keep in mind that this podcast is for educational and motivational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical or diagnostic advice. Jen and I are not doctors, so make sure to check with your trusted healthcare professionals before making changes, especially when it comes to any medical treatments or medications. Whether you're new to intermittent fasting or an experienced intermittent faster, tune in each week to get inspired, to learn, and to have some fun along the way. And here we go. I am so excited to be here today. This podcast has been a long time coming. I'm Jen Stevens, and I'm here with my co-host, Sherry Bullock. How are you doing today, Sherry? I am doing fabulous. Yay. I like how I woke up excited like it was Christmas Day. Well, I woke up like nervous excited. You know, like the first day of school? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, <laughs> even though you're excited as the first day of school, you still have the jitters. It's something new. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, we are calling this episode zero because we want to take some time to introduce ourselves to you and also let you know what we have in store for this new podcast. And first, we want to share a bit about us. We're going to each briefly tell you what brought us to intermittent fasting. You might already know if you know my story, but I don't know, maybe you just searched intermittent fasting and it came up and you don't know who we are. So I am Jen Stevens. And I was a teacher for 28 years, but prior to that, I was someone who struggled with my weight. And I I yo-yoed up and down literally for decades, reaching the highest weight I ever saw on the scale of 210 pounds in the spring of 2014. And it was that time that I realized I needed to do something to change my life. So thankfully, intermittent fasting was something that I had heard about. I had dabbled with it before, but I'd never really made it stick. But that time in 2014, finally I made it stick. 
I went on to lose 80 pounds with intermittent fasting. That was 2014 to 2015, and I have kept it off ever since. You know, I had lost weight many times before, but intermittent fasting is the only time I ever have managed to maintain a weight loss. And it's just been thrilling to, you know, season after season, pull out my wardrobe from the previous year, and it all still fits. So along the way, I wrote a book. My first self-published book was called Delay, Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I started some Facebook support groups. They grew and grew over the years and wrote my second book, also self-published, called Feast Without Fear. And then finally, in 2020, I wrote a book called Fast, Feast, Repeat, and it was a New York Times bestseller. And ever since then, you know, I've been really excited to know that we're spreading the word of intermittent fasting all over the globe. I've also been a podcaster since 2017. I have Intermittent Fasting Stories, which comes out every single week. We have over 300 episodes by this point, and you can listen to those every week and hear from real-world intermittent fasters. But here we are. We are here with our new podcast, Fast, Feast, Repeat, and... I'm going to let Sherry share her intermittent fasting story. Well, if you are a longtime follower of the Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast, I was episode number nine. And that was, that seems like so long ago. I believe that was 2018. Yes, it was 2018. So I came to fasting. I basically grew up, I'm the big sister. Okay. So if all of you grew up in a family full of other kids and You just weren't built like your siblings. You're going to know where I'm coming from. I grew up with two siblings, both very thin, like waif-like statures. And then there's me. Lanky. Like they're lanky and thin. and Yeah. Just like my sister, I always said she had bird bones. Yeah. (laughs) She is six foot one. But, you know, an average weight for her is about 135 pounds. She's very thin, always has been naturally thin. And then there's me and I'm the sturdy girl. I'm five foot ten and I am built like a brick house. (laughs) (laughs) But the problem with that, I spent my whole childhood comparing myself to them and being compared to them. And by the age of 12, I was enrolled in Weight Watchers. And that is when my dieting life began really in seventh grade. And basically, I used that as a tool all through my adult life. Anytime I put on a little weight, I would go back on the program, I would take it back off. I had my kids, I would put on weight, I would take it back off. And everything was great until 2014, when I moved from sunny Colorado, where I was outside working out, exercising, walking, hiking, biking for hours a day to hot, humid Alabama, where let's face it, people just don't go outside and exercise because the weather is not conducive to that. Well, in the summer, I mean, people do go out in Alabama, but it's a different kind of going out. (laughs) We go to the pool (laughs) in the South. It's exactly you go to the beach, you go to the pool, you float in the pool. So All my exercise, coupled with that, I also live over an hour from my work. So then I was doing long commuting. And all of a sudden, you know, despite counting my points and throwing in some macro counting with my points and trying to keep calorie counts with my points. And I mean, I was doing it all and weight just kept piling on. And I think part of it was just age. I think part of it was I had absolutely ruined my metabolism through restrictive dieting for, I mean, at that point, we're talking, what, 28 years. And 
I had relied so heavily on keeping my body in a calorie deficit through just a really active lifestyle that when I stopped exercising, I could no longer do that. My body just started packing on weight. And within probably six months of living here, I had gained easily 30 pounds. I got married in July of 2015. And um, I got my my wedding pictures back. And I think many of you know, you get a picture and you look at it and you think, oh, gosh, is that what I look like? That was, you know, my big moment, 2014 cruise pictures. And I was so embarrassed and ashamed of what I looked like in my pictures. It, it, it didn't feel like me. I was like, that's not me. That's not my body. And it really felt like I had this disconnect for my body at that point, like, and anger towards my body because I feel like it was failing me. So in the fall of 2015, I really started looking for the answer. And that's when I found intermittent fasting. I started out doing a program where you eat in an eight hour window and they call it fasting, but you could have diet sodas and you could have creamy coffee and you could have stevia in your coffee. And I did that until 2017, when the spring of 2017, late winter 2017, I found Delay Don't Deny on Facebook. I was really looking for some support because I needed some community. It wasn't mainstream at that time. Uh, There really wasn't anybody around me at work or home or, you know, my husband's family that understood what I was doing. And I just really needed some, you know, bolstering. I was also experiencing a little weight regain and I couldn't figure out why. And uh, so I found Jen's group and I'm reading the the covenant for her group was you had to agree to fast clean. (laughs) (laughs) I love this part of the story. (laughs) And I was like, what? What is this person talking about? You know, this is silly. This is nonsense. And I left her group. I was not willing to give up my Diet Dr. Pepper and my stevia and my morning coffee. Well, I started joining these other fasting groups, and I'm going to use the word fasting very loosely, and pretty much they were following the same philosophy I was, but I started noticing how much people were struggling, and then the people weren't losing weight, and I was like, you know, they were like really positive and seeing great weight loss in that other group, and then somebody in one of those groups started talking about cephalic phase insulin response which is what happens when you take in any food or sweet flavors while you're fasting. And being a healthcare professional, I am all about the science and research. So I did a deep dive into this and I found out that there is, yes, definitely something to this. So I thought, wow, that lady may not be crazy after all. (laughs) Crazy Jen. (laughs) So I rejoined her group. And I think when I filled out my questionnaire to rejoin, I told her then, like, I'm so sorry I left. I thought you were crazy, but now I know you're not. And uh, she let me back in. And I just loved her group. And I just jumped in and got, you know, very active in it and um, started trying to help support others because that's what I do. I think I skipped the fact that I actually was a Weight Watchers leader for many years. I've had um, Facebook groups like health and wellness Facebook groups in the past. And um, it's just really my passion to help people live healthy, long lives. And it doesn't matter if you live a long life, it's not a healthy life. 
And so, you know, from there, Jen and I just became friends online, and then we became friends in real life. And that's actually pretty funny how we got to be friends in real life because, you know, Sherry came to my attention in the Facebook groups. I think it was probably around 2018 because, you know, I was very active. And this is before I had any moderators. I was doing it all by myself and teaching full-time. I don't know what... (laughs) how I was managing that. But it was actually 2017. Was it 2017? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because you reached out to me in January of 2018. Okay. All right. Well, it was sometime around then. And I loved the, the practical advice that Sherry gave to the other members. So when it was time to have our first moderators in the Facebook groups, I was so happy to have Sherry on board. And I could tell that we were destined to be friends. And here's the part that's funny. We had only ever you know, talk behind the scenes in Facebook Messenger or through the Facebook groups. And before we had even gone on the first Delayed on Deny cruise, which we, the first one was in 2018 and was it June of 2018, we had never met in person before, but I could just tell that I liked you, Sherry. (laughs) I knew we were going to be friends. And so I was like, well, we're planning the next one for 2019 and I don't have a roommate because my roommate for 2018 is a teacher and we're going in March. So would you be my roommate on the second cruise, even though I've never met you before? <laughs> and thank goodness Sherry said yes. And we've been great friends ever since. Yeah. In 2020, I was wanting to start the Life Lessons podcast. And I talked to Jen about it. And she was, Jen is my biggest supporter. Jen is, that's the thing you need to know about Jen. It's not just me. She doesn't just support me. She supports everybody. All she wants is for people to succeed. And um, I kept talking to her about my dream of having my own podcast. And I told her, you know, what I wanted it to be like. And she asked me who was going to be my co-host. And I was like, I don't know. And I would have never asked Jen because she's busy. She, you know, was recording two other podcasts at that time. And I just thought, I'm not going to ask her. She, This isn't her thing. This is out of her wheelhouse. And um, it wasn't 30 minutes after I talked to her and was telling her I was like solidifying my plans that she called me and said... What if I was your co-host? And (laughs) that was the beginning of the Life Lessons podcast. And we have had so much fun over the last two and a half years doing that. And then we were called to pivot and do this podcast. And I'm so excited to do it. Me too. And, you know, people kept asking, you know, yeah, we love Life Lessons. Life Lessons is great. But we would like an intermittent fasting-related podcast with the two of you as the co-host. I mean, we got that question over and over again. And, you know, even in the Life Lessons community, which was on Facebook, and I left Facebook, but Sherry was still there, and people wanted it to be about intermittent fasting because that's how they got to know me. And also, Sherry is very active in the community that we've got. So we are giving people what they've asked for, and I'm really excited to have have a second intermittent fasting-related podcast back on the air. So now we're going to tell you what we have in store for this podcast. Each week, we'll begin with a celebration from a listener. And actually, we're going to go ahead and and do one today. We're going to give you a sneak peek with a celebration that was submitted by Michelle, who's a part of the Delay Don't Deny community. So Michelle wrote, every three months, I have been checking my fasting insulin, my A1C, and my fasting glucose through Walk-In Labs. And for anybody who does not know what Walk-In Labs is, it's actually a company I recommend all the time. It's where you can just order your own lab work. So if you have a doctor that's resistant to order labs for you, you can order them yourselves. They have doctors who approve your labs. You just pay for it online and you just go to your local LabQuest or LabCorp or Quest 
diagnostics lab and you just get your own blood drawn and they send you the results. And it's not expensive. It's like 25 bucks for a fasting insulin test. Yeah. I will tell you, Quest is cheaper than LabCorp and we're not sponsored by Walk-In Labs, but we do love them because we do believe that you should you know, be in charge of your own health. So anyway, Michelle wrote, last September, my hemoglobin A1C was 5.5 and my fasting insulin was 44.4. And, you know, based on what I've read, and not everyone agrees 100% on what these numbers should be, but a, a lot of experts are saying that the optimal fasting insulin level is somewhere around five or below. Right. I believe it's like 2.5 to 5 or something like that. So if you follow conventional medical advice, I believe even the lab comes back and tells you that anything under 20 or something is healthy. But we're just finding out more and more that's really too high. And I suspect at some point those parameters are going to change. So Michelle goes on to say, I have had elevated hemoglobin A1Cs for about the last 10 years, with my A1C being as high as 5.7, which makes me pre-diabetic range. During the time my A1C was so elevated, I regularly checked my fasting blood sugar, which always ranged from 90 to 100s. During those years, I was paleo, and I just could not understand how my blood sugars and A1C could be so elevated on a relatively low-carb diet. My doctor would tell me to exercise and eat healthy, which I already did, but nothing I did seemed to help. I also saw a functional medicine doctor during this time who had me eat keto with no results. I say all of this not because I'm against paleo or keto, but because of bio-individuality and how what works for one person may not be the answer for another. Finally, about two years ago, I went more whole food plant-based and I actually saw my A1C drop down to 5.5. However, I still had no idea how to get my A1C lower, and I had no idea to check myself for insulin resistance. Then, last September, I'd been fasting for about a month and a half. I asked my doctor to check my fasting insulin, and that is when I received the result of 44.4. Wow. I was shocked. I had been a lifelong exerciser, and I had always eaten relatively healthy with a sweet tooth, Having a father with type 2 diabetes really drove home the seriousness of my situation. I was extremely insulin resistant and on the same road as my dad, despite my healthy lifestyle interventions. When I received those lab reports last September, with an A1C of 5.5, meaning my average blood glucose was around 111, I decided to add in some longer fasts. By the time I rechecked it in December, my fasting insulin was normal and my A1C had dropped to 5.4. In March, I saw greater improvement with my A1C at 5.3. Now, in June, my A1C is 5.1, my fasting blood glucose was 68 when I had it checked, and my fasting insulin was 2.5. After 10 years of doing, quote, all the right things and not being able to make a dent in my labs, in one year with fasting, I have cured my insulin resistance. I am beyond ecstatic and so thankful for this way of life. See, that gives me like the chills and the goosebumps and all the all the feels, right? Yes, it does. But what's so powerful about that is if you're eating right, but you're eating all day, you're just not going to cure your insulin resistance. I mean, maybe the random person can do it. But I just don't see it happening. 
you can actually have a normal A1C and a really high fasting insulin because your body is still managing to keep up by putting out more and more insulin over time. But then eventually it's not going to be able to keep up anymore. And that's when your blood sugar starts to go up. But that's when most people start to find it. Not until the blood sugar is a red flag. But in the meantime, your insulin's been a red flag for, I don't know, years. I wish I had my fasting insulin from way back in 2014. That would be really fascinating to know. I wish I had mine too. I mean, I had zero clues. (laughs) I didn't know to ask for it. Well, and you know, I recently saw something, I should have saved it, that said that people probably have elevated fasting insulins for 10 years before they're actually diagnosed as diabetic. So diabetes doesn't happen overnight. It's something that's been building up for a long, long time. I actually read a a journal article written by a nurse practitioner years ago. I can't remember exactly what article it was or find a link to it anymore, but it talked about fasting insulin being the leading indicator and that basically by relying on A1C and blood glucose only, we're missing the leading indicator, which is the fasting insulin. So in my my newest book that's coming out, available for (laughs) pre-order, it's the 28-day fast start day by day. It comes out in December of 2023. But in that, at the beginning, before people are getting ready to start the 28-day fast start, I suggest that they might want to go ahead. You have a homework assignment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suggest they might want to go ahead and get a fasting insulin test. I think that's great advice. Just to have that baseline, you know, before they get started. So anyway, I love sharing Michelle's story. And every week we're going to have some sort of weekly celebration like that. And then after the weekly celebration, we're going to answer questions from listeners. And we also plan to share things like book recommendations. And we'll also discuss interesting research findings that might be health and wellness related. Or if anything comes out related to fasting, especially one of those, I'm quoting studies with air quotes with my fingers, one of those studies that like makes people scared to do intermittent fasting and everybody freaks out. One came out in fall of 2022 and it wasn't even a fasting study, but all the headlines said it was about fasting and it wasn't. So anything like that comes out, we're going to talk about it on this podcast. Yes, I'm excited about that. So, you know, we consider ourselves to be a community-driven podcast. What does that mean? It means we need you, the listeners, to send in submissions and questions for us. And it's very, very easy to do that. You go to fastfeastrepeat.com slash submit, and there you will find a very simple Google form. You click on the link, you open it up. And it's got different categories for submissions. And you can just fill out all of them, one of them, it doesn't matter. Give us your questions, anything you have to contribute, your success stories, anything you celebrate. And then listen each week and listen for us to share your contribution or answer your question. And I want to point out, you'll notice that in Michelle's story, she included a good bit of detail. So, you know, the more detail you can share, the better, because that's something that will be very helpful for listeners as we read your submission. So again, that was... Details are important because I tell my husband. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That is fastfeastrepeat.com slash submit. And it's really easy to do. So also each week, we're going to share our tweak of the week, which I'm excited about. You've probably heard me tell you to tweak it till it's easy. I have that uh, a whole chapter named that in my book, Fast, Feast, Repeat, but I talk about that all the time on intermittent fasting stories. So what does that look like in practice, you know, tweaking it till it's easy? You know, if you've listened to me or read my books, you know that I believe we are all different. 
And what works for one person may not be what works for someone else. So by sharing our successful tweaks, we end up with a whole toolbox of strategies to try. And finally, each week, we will leave you with some sort of weekly motivation to wrap things up. I'm a big fan of inspirational quotes, messages, or sometimes people in our community just share some really like thought-provoking like realizations that they have come to and they share them with our community. And it's just a lot of it's just around mindset and, you know, tweaks that they've made to their mindset, like mantras they repeat to themselves. So if you have anything like that, something that has helped you along the way or something that you stumble across that's just really powerful to you, jump over there to fastfeastrepeat.com slash submit and uh, drop it in that form for us. And uh, we want to leave you guys with some inspiration to go into your next week. Absolutely. And remember, as I said before, elaborate, give us as much detail. Instead of just sharing the quote, tell us why it's meaningful. You know, tell us enough information to really... Tell us how it helped you. Yeah, exactly. We want to know. Again, remember what we said already, we're a community-driven podcast. And so we really look forward to sharing your questions, your successes, your tweaks of the weeks, (laughs) your book recommendations. And, you know, when I say book recommendations, these do not have to be intermittent fasting books, right? Because we're all here because we're interested in intermittent fasting. But some of the most powerful books that have helped me along the way are not intermittent fasting books, like Mindset by Carol Dweck, Fiber Fueled by Dr. B, you know, things like that. Anything that has helped you along the way of your health and wellness journey, and I'm talking physical health, emotional health, mental health, all the ways. We're well-rounded people. You know, we're not just people who do intermittent fasting. We want to hear all of that. So go to fastfeastrepeat.com slash submit now. Go ahead and make your first submission. We hope that you're as excited as we both are for this new podcast. I'm so excited. I am too. I have absolutely loved meeting with Jen each week. This is our fun time. It really is. We get to see each other because <laughs> Jen lives in South Carolina and I live in Alabama. So we only see each other live in person like once, maybe twice a year. And uh, this is our fun time. We get to see each other. We like we can see each other on screen as we record. We just love talking about fascinating subjects. And I mean, we spend research articles and stuff back to each other daily. And so we love to see what you guys have to bring to the table that we can share you know, with the rest of y'all. So yeah, we're, we're just excited to get this going. We hope that you'll tune in each week and listen. We're going to close out today with a motivational quote from one of Jen's and my favorite books, which is amazing. And if you have not read it yet, you should. Uh, it's Atomic Habits. And uh, the author is James Clear, who is an intermittent faster, is he not? He is, yeah. That's what I thought. So uh, the quote is, how long will you put off what you are capable of doing just to continue what you are comfortable doing? You know, that makes you really think, doesn't it? It really does. And I've said before, like, success comes from doing things that are uncomfortable. You have to get out of your comfort zone to get something different. Everything worth doing is on the other end of your comfort zone or something. I something don't think, like that. Something yeah. like that. It's true. I mean, honestly, everything that I've done that has changed my life the most was out of my comfort zone. If it's scary, if it's hard, push yourself to do it. You have it within yourself to do it. 
We are creatures of comfort, but growth comes from change. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening today. We would love to have you join us in the Delay Don't Deny community where you can interact with both me and Sherry, plus the most supportive bunch of intermittent fasters you'll find anywhere. Go to jenstevens.com slash community to join us. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast through your favorite podcast app. And if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review. That helps new listeners find the show, and we really appreciate it. We're a community-driven podcast, so to submit your success stories, your questions, your favorite tweak-it-till-it's-easy moments, or anything else you want us to share on the podcast, go to fastfeastrepeat.com slash submit, and then listen each week to see if we share your submission or answer your question. Until next week, thanks for listening. <laughs>